1: To this week's episode of the Spurs Show, thank you so much for joining us around the world. Uh, Wonderful lineup for you uh, this evening. Joining us tonight, uh, the eminent author Dan Friedman returns. How are you, Dan? I'm really good this week. Yeah, good because there's been no game to moan about. Probably exactly, but anyway, thanks for having come back down. And two gentlemen making their debuts. First of all,
3: wonderful musician John Wardle, also known as Jar Wobble. How are you, John? I'm very good because when Spurs are good, I'm good.
2: So So that means I'm
3: often not good, (laughs) but right now I'm good. (laughs) I <laughs> think most Spurs fans are
1: exactly the same. Uh, you know, lose the game, that's the week out the window normally. And yeah, I also, make... up,
3: like, I used to get the Sunday papers um, up at Allgate on a Sunday, you know, like, early, at, like two o'clock in the morning. If Tottenham lost, I wouldn't go. So I wouldn't read the Sunday papers. In fact, I'd stay away from all media for the week. That was age 12, 13, you know. Wow, uh, amazing. Probably that is dedication. There's yeah. dedication, exactly. And you
1: heard of the Dulcet Tones comedian, actor, raconteur, Simon Day. How are you, Simon? I'm very good, yes. Lovely to I'm have good. you on the show, finally. Um, so, before we sort of get into the Tottenham stuff, there's two of you making your debuts. Jar, firstly, what was your, because um, you obviously, you live up north now, but you grew up in Stepney. How yeah. did you become a Tottenham fan? Because that's kind of West
3: Ham country. Isn't oh, well? West ham Millwall. most of my most of family, West ham Millwall. I remember when West Ham played Preston, I think they beat beaten 3-2, I think 63. And I wanted the Northerners to win. You know, oh, right. so they were like, what's, what's up with him? They couldn't believe it. The Millwall fans thought it was hilarious, you know. They were, you'd, you'd all crowd around the, the uh, radio rentals, TV in them days, you know. Yeah. But um, i become a become, I think because of Jimmy Greaves. So uh-huh. my first overriding memory of football, we won the World Cup in England in 66. We won, Tottenham won the FA Cup in 67. And I was absolutely captivated by them with every round of the game. Right. the first televised football match I can ever remember was Fulham 3, Arsenal 5, never crossed my mind to become an Arsenal fan um, right. and I never liked, because of Arsenal's ground, I think it impregnated me a hatred for Art Deco over the years <laughs> which it took me a lot of time to kind of realise but, and I'm serious as well I don't like Art Deco, I find it cold <laughs> and imposing, in a way I found Ivory a cold rather imposing ground, you know yeah. but, um, but anyway, I was so 67 and then I started going over there just as Greavesy was just about to leave. So I'm the guy that saw Chivers, Perryman, uh, Mike England, Bill, G- you either had Jimmy Naver or Roger Morgan in the number 11 shirt. Who did you go wearing. with? Who did you go with? You I uh, went over James. on my own. Oh, I'd really? I went over on my own. Age 10, how, 11, old, how old 10, 11, 11, on my own. And I'd go up no, no. I'd, I'd the tube up to Liverpool Street and then I'd go to White Hart Lane. Then I learned it was better to go to Northumberland Park. And then i had mates who, were Because all my mates then really were Millwall fans. So i had one or two of them would come over to see Tottenham with me. And in the end, I ended up with nothing but Tottenham mates. So and most of my mates now are Aries, the Aries star sign and they're Tottenham fans, you know. <laughs> so as I, as I got just a bit older at school, you meet boys all Tottenham fans. So by the time you're 13, 14, you, you go, no, but you know, I like going to the cinema on the own and I still like going to football on the own and oh. savouring the whole thing to be, believe it or not you know um i like going to cinema in the afternoons and coming out to it on am young and i quite like going to football games on my own non-league games even and yes. you can soak it all up and observe everything you know but i become a little bit of a boy i used to go on the away games so I, yeah. you, I was a bit numb you know with mm. the fellas down there you know
1: can you imagine uh, a 10 year old going to a, a premier league football match by himself now be unheard of wouldn't it you know? Yeah, well, I've yeah.
3: got, I've got, have got a mate who went to, um, who, who, who went up to one of his first games. I think Preston away, age 10 You know, <laughs> and I'm serious. You know, like, you know, I mean, we used to do that. Anyway, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll, I'll end up hogging everything, so I'll shut up. and
2: fight.
1: Oh, me. that's brilliant, Simon. What was your early memories of, 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 of Tottenham?
2: Well, I, I'm exact opposite to John. Um, compared to John, I'm like Roger Nouveau, the far show football fan, because uh, I was born in Shelton and Millwall. Yeah, my dad didn't like football, and I sort of drifted towards Tottenham. Um, I used to watch, I never went to live games, but I was all the football on the telly. And it was Glenn Hoddle's goal mm. in 1983 on the telly, and I and then I, I sort of followed Tottenham because I like the fact that James when they hired the Choi Argentinians, they got Ricky Villier in and Ardelis, and then later. I, I, I realised that they were my club to me because they were exactly the same as my stand-up. You know, on their day, they were brilliant, but a lot of the time, they were terrible. <laughs> and they were very really so inconsistent. And um, yeah. I, I sort of aligned myself with myself as a performer. You know, I can be extremely good, but often, you know, it, it's only Spurs, lads. It's only Simon Day. He's going to die on his ass. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been to Newground new brand about four or five times
1: yeah um, well i mean we've got i'm obviously your big mates with paul whitehouse is on the show in a few weeks did that kind of help when you're doing the fast show that yeah 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 i mean we saying that to, Tot- tottenham were awful tottenham were pretty awful in that era but at least you had something yeah. to kind of moan about together
2: well well i used to i used to go with him to, to the old ground and he was obsessed with all the because he used to go to the director's box paul right and he made friends with a bloke uh so I won't do the accent now because it's a bit anti-Semitic, but uh, a, a sort of famous Jewish businessman and, right. Sugar, and they both hated each other. So they would always blank the other one when they were with Paul. But I remember going there in this sort of in the, 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 the posh bit and you looked down and everyone else was sort of mm-hmm. white and sort of red bits. And the whole of this bank was all tanned with manicures. Do you know what I mean? all the directors and the sort of posh people. But the new ground is incredible, I've got to say. But um, yeah. it's still the same, really. Exactly. It's well,
1: let, let's same. let's talk about present times. Dan, I mean, we have obviously you haven't been on this season yet. you uh, think you came on last season. I can't remember exactly when uh, in, in this season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, since you've last been on, I mean, what a turnaround in personnel, uh in atmosphere amongst fans. I know it's early, early days and as us Spurs fans, we like to get a bit carried away, but there's kind of a, a, a good feeling around the place at the moment, isn't there, Dan?
0: Unbelievable feeling. I mean,
1: I, I was definitely
0: losing the will. It was definitely, you mentioned the 90s. I was younger and I was more into it then, but I think the last... Few months was the closest I've ever come to, you know, a game being on and me just thinking, you know, what I might not even watch it, which has never ever happened before. Mm. And then starting from that and Dombalay turn just on the brink of time against Southampton. Subsequently, the signing of Bale, which I think whatever he does on the pitch now. It's already served its purpose. Um, and we hope he'll be that same player, and I'm sure we'll come on and talk about it. Adding in Rugulion, you know, someone with that dynamism, which we've been since obviously we had the, you know the two fullbacks four or five years ago that's what we've been looking for, yeah. Um you know, it's so exciting. I heard, I heard last week, I thought you
1: were very, very measured, you know, almost too measured. We sort of get carried away, you know us Spurs. I know. And, it was I know. Only, it was, lads, it was only Man United. <laughs> but we've
0: got to, you know, especially now we've had 10 days to enjoy, you know, we've got to really enjoy this. West Ham is definitely one we can't take for granted, to answer your question short. It's absolutely brilliant moment because we've had players, but we haven't had a squad before. And if I can just say, do you remember when Waddle left and uh, Gary Lineker said, oh, you know, I thought we were going to play together and that's why I joined? Mm. For me, this is what feels like in reverse in that we've got Kane and now Bale's going to play alongside him. Never even mind talking about Son. But, you know, to have those two absolutely fantastic British players up front, um, I, I don't think it's certainly not been in my lifetime.
1: No, you're absolutely right. John, I mean, obviously, you've now decamped up, up north.
3: What's it like being up there and being a Spurs fan? Do you going to stick out like a sore thumb? Well, you you actually, northern as you find Tottenham's often the one London team, they've got a soft spot where we all know everyone in oh. London hates you, all the other London teams. <laughs> yeah. But up here, actually, people <laughs> tend to have a soft spot for Tottenham, believe it or not. That it goes back to the 60s, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, there's, there's a when, when I've gone with a season ticket up here, you know, as an away fan with mm. launching Tottenham, you're surrounded with Northerners who are season ticket holders, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, a lot of Northerners are sort of into it, and and hey, out there they love their football, so it's fantastic, you know. I love it. You know. Um, yeah. By the way, as I'm talking, a staffy shagging my leg. But see how cool I am. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't know unless I told you. But um, I'm very excited with this. <laughs> for the yeah. I, I, I've never. I'm not been as excited as this as I was with the mid '80s team. Right. But That's amazing. I'm very excited. That's I mean, the Pochera was a shot in the arm. I loved the red net era. I have to say, it was such mm. an improvement. Um I predicted Mourinho would get the job. Two summers ago, I was laughed out of court by every Spurs fans I know. Said Levy wouldn't stomach it, but I knew Poch was going to have to I knew we'd blown it there with poor old Poch. He wasn't—he wasn't going to be back properly, and I knew the stakes were too high for Joe Lewis and Levy. You know, they can't afford for this to go wrong. And now with COVID, there's even more pressure. So they—they they had to get in someone with gravitas, and who's got more gravitas than Mourinho? And I've, I've met one or two. Um, people who worked in football with him spent like time in their company, and they all eulogize about Mourinho. And yeah. it's in a very straightforward, practical way. He's obsessive, mm. uh, absolute attention to detail with everything. And of course, he's just enough of a narcissist to be a wonderful, you know, sometimes you need that. I've got a bit of narcissism in me, you know, as a performer, At Simon and I, you need a bit of that self centeredness yeah. where you're manipulating people and you mm. you know. You're 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 setting the whole thing up, and he's got that in him. You know, I think he's he's a great manager, and I think he's he's revitalised the place. And it, it's because of him, people like Reguilon have come there. Bell will come back because they're all fascinated to work with Mourinho still. Yeah. Can you imagine Bell one cutting in from the right again, Son on the left? Then we can go four three three, a proper four three three now, which Absolutely. Mourinho likes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's very exciting. Simon, what are your thoughts about Jose?
1: Because obviously when he was at Chelsea, none of us liked him. Uh, John mentioned That's, the sort of narcissist no, in him, but he's kind of become our, our kind of guy now, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, very quickly. I mean, I was, I, I, you know, I watched it. At Man United, and I thought it was like these sort of great film directors that they they can make four or five films, so they're controlling everything. But I thought the pressure—he's done it for so long at the highest. Great set.
3: analogy, great it's, analogy that. Barry, Barry Lyndon. That's Barry Lyndon. It's Kubrick's Barry Lyndon, Man United.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he's come, he's come here, ha, ha, and they've given him some money, and he's bought some really good players. And considering how many how many the, the fixtures we've got, it's just turned it round so quickly. And, and it is suddenly, I think the rest of the, the league must be going, hang on a minute. What, what about Spurs? Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, with Bale to come back in, as you're saying, and that that, that game where Kane just made four goals for Son, if they can go that way, then we've got Bale to come back. We've got this new regulon guy who's obviously going to be very good. You know, mm. cause he made that mistake and then he, he, he was kind of the best player in the second half. It really speaks well for him as a character. And then, this, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, Vin- Vinicius?
1: Vinicius? Vinicius,
2: yeah. Vinicius. Yeah, I, 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 he's a good player from what I've seen mm. of him. But, but you know, we'll have to see. Hopefully, Southgate doesn't play... play uh, well this well denmark. this is because this is
1: this is i'm glad you mentioned that dan I'm obviously we recorded this on a tuesday night uh tomorrow night england play another game against denmark and all signs are despite having uh according to the england medical staff muscle fatigue uh in a pretty pointless game that i think if i played up front we'd probably still win it looks like england yeah. are going to play uh going to play harry tomorrow night and all spurs fans around the world will be watching the game with their kind of you know Look, looking through their hands thinking, oh no, he's going to go down a heap on the ground and that's it for six months. Are you concerned? I am, yeah. And I actually blame um,
0: the FA and England team, if I'm honest, for some of the problems that Harry... Do you remember he went and played in under-21
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I just feel you know Jose talks about um, you know people not having respect for Tottenham. I just think if it had played for Chelsea or United or City, he was so well advanced by that point. He wasn't an under twenty one player by that point. Okay. And I just think I just think for too long he's been played. Having worked a bit with Gareth, you know, I was at the FA for for seven years. I think unfortunately, you know, Gareth is is, is now feels that he's duty bound to play Kane. So that because even in
1: a game like this, I mean, because that's the thing. I mean, we beat Belgium, great result, not a good game, great result. I mean, even with you know, they could play Calvert Lewin again, we're going to beat Denmark, but not because of the football, Mike, but because Jose
0: made it public, right? Gareth will feel, I'm sure, that he needs to do it to stamp his authority to say, Look, I'm not going to be bullied and I I don't want other managers trying to bully me, which I think is completely wrong. I think, I think even. Harry, you know, reading between the lines, he's obviously had a word in his ear from Joe's day. He's, you know, he he said to the manager, look, I'm not 100%. You know, you know, I love playing for England, but I'm not 100%. But Gareth and the England team and the FA, at the moment, everyone's fighting for their position in football, aren't they? And international football knows that it's it's on the back foot. And I think they're fighting for their right
1: to play Harry Kane. And I think they're going to do so. Mm. I mean, it's interesting, John. I mean, you mentioned that at the top of the show uh, when you first went to Spurs, and Jimmy Greaves was was the man for you. You know, you've obviously seen both of them
3: in their pomp, really. Well, I saw, Greasy, was, I saw Greasy towards the end. He wasn't. Right. I've seen him on TV and he's pomp, but when I saw him, and I when I, I was one of the Tottenham fans, I went over to watch him at West Ham. He was right. still a great player. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Kane. Kane's, but it's taken it took Kane a while to win me over. He's as good a goal scorer and finisher as Jimmy Greaves, and Jimmy Greaves is also a very intelligent player. But obviously, Kane is one of the world's best number tens as well. Yeah, you know, as in as as an attacking midfielder. I mean, he's he's scary how good he is. And in terms of this England argument, I'm sorry if I'm going to be really honest and not be diplomatic. These England, these international. Fortnights are like a time of religious abstinence for me away from Tottenham. I just yeah. want it done with, yeah?
1: Yeah, they're, they're bizarre sorry.
3: how I, this... I quite, enjoy, I quite enjoyed the England performance against Belgium. You know, it was really surprised me because I thought they were going to get mullered. Mm. But I just, yeah, I, just okay. I, I think Mourinho, by doing what he's doing, he's protecting Tottenham's interest. And yeah. hopefully, uh, uh, Southgate will play Kane, obviously, but he'll maybe play him for, for 55 minutes in total, as opposed to 80 minutes in total. Yeah,
1: Here we are. maybe right. Simon, where, where do you stand on? Are you, are you a big fan of in, uh, watching England games? Or take it or leave well,
2: it? I, I'm an England fan, and, you know, I do like watching England, but I think it's... it's, it's the are this other sort of strange European things, I don't even know what it's called. It's sort of the nations League. It's yeah.
1: The yeah.
2: nation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me that we that maybe Southgate is a lucky manager because if the Broider hadn't gone off I don't think we would have won, you know, we got a dodgy, really dodgy penalty and uh, a deflection <laughs> and we won it. Although we did we did sort of look very compact in the second half, but well, I think it works against Mourinho by coming out and saying that because I think all these managers have got egos and, they, and they're and they like, he's not going to tell me what I do. You know, I'm yeah. going to play him if I want to play him. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think Kane is so susceptible to injuries. You know, mm-hmm. he, he really is. And... Uh, it's just so important for It's a, it is a Well, look, guys, let's have
1: a let's have a very very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the return of Gareth Bale. Looks like he's going to make his debut at the weekend, and we're going to look at well, it's always their cup final, the big game against West Ham. But back, and they're informed, and they're informed, the They are informed. Let's let's go. Let's go yeah. to a quick. Let's go to a quick break. And we're back from the break. A uh, few bits of housekeeping. Um, unfortunately, our, our, we were going to have our Spurs show season Ticket holders. Uh, our October event uh, move from September. Martin Chivers, October the 21st. But again, unfortunately due to the current COVID-19 guidelines, uh, we have to postpone that again. We are toying with maybe doing some sort of virtual shows, but I know those of you out there love meeting these ex-players, uh, so apologies, it really is out of our hands, but as soon as we can start doing these little monthly events, we will. Uh, don't forget, you can still sign up and get additional premium Spurs show content, including a daily show, giving you a brilliant news update every single afternoon, match reports, interview with ex-players, and much more. Go to patreon.com slash show. Next week, we've got Bob Goodwin and Adam Powley discussing the massive, incredible book, The Complete History of Tottenham Hotspur, which they both worked on, A Thing of Beauty, and they'll be telling us all about that. Uh, John, um, Gareth Bale, uh, it looks like, according to reports, he will make his second debut for Tottenham, 13 years after his first debut. Yeah, it's
3: surreal, isn't it? It is, and I can remember he was like the, the hex, wasn't he? Because yeah. I remember, I was, was it? we were we were four nil up against Burnley or somebody, wasn't it? And Red yeah, Rednat bought him on, and we 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 were scared for him to play because it meant we were going to lose. But and there's twenty or. I, I, yeah. I, I personally have never seen anybody a player like he was a force of nature. At the end, he was a beast. You know, yes. he was something else the guy. And I think he'll still have it in him. I think he'll do I've got no doubts he will do it it would be fantastic. What a what a front three. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't it's, wait. It's
1: it's very, very I see Dan, are you excited. You must have been a massive Bell fan as we all were his first time around. Yeah, and, and again I would I would compare it a little bit to
0: that last season of Waddle um mm. where you know, you just, you know, you're watching something absolutely special. And I think in that last season, Bale, it felt like a sort of federal, you know, it, it was bigger than even football. It was a, a sportsman doing absolutely their finest work. And we were privileged to watch it. We know it's not going to be the same player, but yeah, you know, coming back to the point of winning things and what he's going to bring into the dressing room, um, do you think he will
1: start? I've got. A f- I feel maybe might be on the bench. What do you think? I. I mean, knowing Jose, I think. I think he might just go you're straight in. I straight mean, in. You know, I mean, look. He, he, the, the club have already sort of leaked bits of footage of him playing yeah. and training. So you kind of think if there was any kind of doubt, why would you put those sort of things out? Yeah. Simon, what do you think? Do you think uh, if fully fit, he'll go, he'll at least start
2: on uh, on Sunday? I hope he starts him. You know, yeah. I mean, what you've got to say about him is he must have enormous sort of strength of character to stay at Real Madrid and win all that stuff with all the sort of negative stuff against him. You know, and the fans against him and so on. And I, I think he's a sort of classic big game player. I think he thrives. You love the fact that he's come back and everyone's going to be watching him and the Amazon thing, and because it is a, it's the biggest story in the Premier League by much, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it, yeah. and and there's going to be a hell of a lot of people. Watching that game just to see what he what he can do, and what, what he's still capable of. And I, th- I think he, I think you know he's not stupid, Mourinho. He's not going to flog him. He's not going to make him play four matches in a row. Yeah. But potentially, <laughs> we do have the best front three in the Premier League. You know, if, if he starts to play well with Son as well, because Son's playing incredibly well at the moment, and he's absolutely terrifying cross three of them to get. You know, it really is for any any defenders. So you they can go like- so many different play. Yeah, no,
3: you're right. John, what, what are your... do you any concerns with... The yes, defense? I've got concerns. Centre-half positions. Yeah. And, and, and kind of defensive midfield. a me while I get my head around um, Haldberg. Yeah, um, because I expect him. He's I, he's more of a. He reminds me of a bit Vieira in that he, mm. he you know, Vieira was one of the first midfielders that would hold him. Those would hold that high line and was very aggressive, very brave in his interceptions. I mean, I hated him, but he was a decent player. <laughs> you know, mm. but. Um, it took my to see Wink sometimes sitting deeper than Hull, but I didn't kind of expect that. I've got my head round it now. It's front foot football, you know. Yeah. And everybody who goes on about Mourinho being a, a a defensive manager, I saw us get our ass tanned over at Stamford Bridge on more than one occasion by his team, you know. And mm. they they, they look like they were an attacking team to me back then, you know. So it looks like we're front foot, but it does bother me tactically that we don't have we don't have a proper sitting hold, holding midfielder. You know, mm. not really, and 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 mid and our defensive, we haven't got an absolute kingpin, classy, in his prime centre half. All the while, getting a bit pasty. Dyer, good spirit. I can see why Mourinho rates him, but we saw with a pen against Belgium the other mm. day. You know, he has got that in him. You know, and yeah. um, Sanchez. One-on-ones can be great, but he, too, is a guy that loves to clear with the wrong foot, gets his body shape all wrong on occasions, mm. tackles with his wrong foot, as we saw against United, you know, um, uh, in a 6-1 victory with that penalty. So they're my concerns. are very straightforward. We need a proper centre-half in there, and we need, uh, for me, I would like to have a proper sitting midfielder somewhere in the squad as well.
1: I think you're absolutely right. Dan, I mean, it's true what John said that it, it doesn't look like Jose likes playing die and Out of L together, uh, probably because of lack of pace. Uh, there's talk of this Joe Road on this young guy from Swansea. Uh, the uh, domestic window shuts on Friday. There, there, there seems to be noises coming out the club that that could be done. There's talk also this week that we might come go back in for Scrinia. Uh, in January. Do you still think that's one area that if we want to win things we need to improve upon?
0: Definitely. Um, Because it seems like, as you say, no matter how much will and um, support there is for Dyer. And uh, Sanchez, they're, they're both going to give you um, a mistake, you know, at least one per game. And Toby, God bless him, the pace has gone. I, I, might, I, I don't know what you go. My personal two, I, I would go for Alderweireld and Tanganga. That idea of experience and youth. I do think probably. They, I think all fans would probably say, you know what, I wouldn't mind missing out on Rodon if they're going to maybe follow the Liverpool example of identifying someone they want as in Van Dyke and then waiting. And, you know, if it means we have to wait until January or, you know, even until the summer. If Jose had said that Screenyard is the one that he believes will will lead his defence for the next five years, then we've got to wait.
1: Yeah. That's interesting, Simon. Wh- wh- where do you think we we need to still need to improve in that team to hopefully win yeah, something I this season? I
2: agree with, with, with what, what the two other guests said. You know, it's just so important to have a really classy ball playing. I mean, it's a brilliant centre half, like like you know yap scam or whatever as, as John was saying at the peak of his game you yeah, it just it brings such solidity to the team this is important as having a really good striker or a really good keeper and that is the final part part of the jigsaw for Tottenham if you've got if you've got someone who is at the height of their powers you know who can just come in and, and just be totally safe because that as thing like he said you know the die he, he's making a lot of mistakes at the moment he seems mm-hmm. to get caught for pace a lot um but Jose seems
1: to like him, doesn't he, Simon? Jose seems
2: to be a big fan yeah he does. Uh, he'll, he'll put someone, he'll put regular on with him or someone around him who's, who's quick, won't mm. um, yeah. But yeah. But, but that,
1: John, well, I mean, obviously you, you grew up in Stepney. So, what are your uh, feelings of West Ham United when we faced them? We know they detest
3: us. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's amazing. Well, how all that, you know, there was always there was always a lot of rivalry. We, we, we were a we checkbook club. They said, "Why do you support the Jewish team?" You know, they, and they, were, they that was their attitude, and they were, they were a checkbook club. You know, they saw, saw Tottenham as a checkbook club. But then my old man, who was. um I had a difficult relationship with at times. I was a Millwall fan, and he used to say, West Ham, they're posh. <laughs> you know, so they saw West Ham was posh. Millwall was the real doctors. That was the, yeah. that was the proper team, and West Ham was posh. That was out in East Ham. That was pastoral. That was bucolic out there as yeah. far as they were concerned, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 I've got a lot of West Ham, you know. My Uncle Kenny had his there at Bowling Ground not long before it, it went, and we were all there, and his brother Ray, as I walked in, he said, you must love coming here for this. I said, Ray, I've got more happy memories at this ground than you have probably, son. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, and that's true, you know. And uh, so I've got an, I actually got you know, you love your rivals as well, really. they do you not know, in a way you hate them, but you, you want them that you love the fact they're there to hate and have a rival with. It's all got a bit petty and silly that rivalry with Tottenham and West Ham, yeah. It's the, still, whole of Zun, the whole lasagna gate thing sort of really, yeah. Is, uh... It's just it's all got a bit low rent for me, it's all a bit yes. daft and a bit silly. It's like a carbon copy of a carbon copy of what. Modern lads think the football hooligan's all about. It was always a more cultured kind of thing. So I used to love going to, to West Ham. You know, mm. um, you know, it was a rough, it was a rough old place to, and you know, over there when you went to see Tottenham play over there, you, you yes, could get yes. into a few situations. But I, I, I liked it. You know, I love it. Oh, I love, I love. It. I, I, there's so, there's, uh, there's so many clubs I like the. Uniqueness of so many clubs and clubs up there. I creep in to see Stockport County up there. Who have really right. got an, they've really got something, you know, yeah. unique about the club, you know. So yeah, it'd be. But of course, I love beating them, West Ham. I love it, you know. And um, I, I, it will be a very very tough game. It's it's a shame they're in such good form. They would, are. Where's that come from? I don't get it. Where's that think, form come from? And the, and the, and, the, and Moyes hasn't been there. He's been ill, and it's extraordinary, isn't the it? Pal, things uh, there, yeah. And it looks to me, you've got to think. Well, it might have. It might, it might give him food for thought. He seems to work with Mo- 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 Moyes back home on his mobile, right? let stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, I mean, uh, uh,
1: Jose's got a very good record against David Moyes. Uh, West Ham, obviously. Beat us uh, the first game when they played us in, in, in the new stadium. Uh, I think we beat them. I think we beat them last season from, from memory. Um, it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. Antonio always plays well against us. The yeah. keeper always plays well against us. It's going to be a tough one, isn't it?
0: yeah, Antonio's a problem. We've just talked about our center halves, he's he's going to be relishing you know giving them a really tough time. I do think it's quite a pivotal game because none of us would be absolutely shocked if if we lost one nil or if it was a draw. However, if we turn up with our new team, our new players, our new stars, win three nil, we can you know we can really go on from there. Um, So I do think it's one of the most pivotal games in the season. Two things to bear in mind. We've got to be slightly aware of the fact that these COVID cases are popping up from everywhere now. If Lloris suddenly gets it or Hoiberg gets it, you know, one of the players that we can't really replace, that could be an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second thing to say is I'm really excited to see who how he organizes the bench you know our squad is so deep now i'm really excited to give us an indication of who he sees as his um, as as not just his his go-to 11 but his go-to boys off the bench too yeah no, can, I sorry,
1: say, can
3: i just can i just can i just say sure. quick quick thing i think the battle will really the crucial battle will be between rice and holberg you know, yeah. Midfield uh, All games But midfield's really Where this game Would be won or lost And they fancy the job It's going to be a tough fight And just a quick thing With Dyer Although we've, I've slagged him Off a bit today You know I remember when Mourinho went with him With Sanchez To play against United In the game At, at what I still call White Hart Lane Something stadium You know And and the two of them Did wrong uh, Didn't do, didn't put a foot wrong All that game And Antonio Who's been a handful For a while now Dyer had him on toast um, at the game at Tottenham Stadium at the end of last season, yeah? So, yeah. Guy, every now and then, you know, you can see kind of what he's about. Physically, mm. a tough guy. Anyway, I'll say no more. No, third
2: Simon, what, what are your feelings? Do you think it'll be a tight one, or do you
1: think we're going to run away with it? Um,
2: I, I sort of was thinking we might do, do, run away with it, and then, then you mentioned Declan Rice. <laughs> <But> I forgot <laughs> about him. He was really good the other night for England. Mm. But I think, yeah, if we turn up with our new team, uh, the problem is that West Ham seems to get up for it more against Tottenham. And they're like, this is, we're going to battle. This is, this is our local derby. Whereas we sort of in the p- past few seasons with Potts, we've sort of, we should have beaten them. Cause they're always in turmoil with the fans against them and mm. really sort of scrapping performances and get the ball out. And they, I seem to remember their form not being that good. And then they, then they beat us. Um mm. But I think Mourinho will, will take care of that in terms of, of, of you know, hyping them up in the right way. But, um, yeah, it will definitely be a tough game. But I do think we'll win it.
1: Dan, what are your feelings? Uh, obviously, no crowds, freakish results, uh, Liverpool getting thrashed, Man City, West Ham beating Leicester away. It, it's clearly a, a very, very strange season with no fans. Do you think this could actually play into our hands this season? I think so, because I think what you've got now is a situation where there's less
0: repercussion if things go wrong. You know, you can look look a lot of those Villa goals. There were there were people trying just just random shots and they were and they were flying in. And I think if you've got fans there and you're worried about getting something wrong, you're maybe a bit more inhibited. And if we go with the idea that um, Spurs have at the final hurdle struggled in recent years, maybe this the lack of the fans takes a little bit of the pressure off so yeah, I'd be
1: inclined at the moment to see
0: that as a positive for us
1: Fair enough, so Dan, give us your prediction, result prediction for West Ham at the weekend 4-1 Tottenham oh, oh, 4-1, John, what's your prediction? 2-1 Tottenham 2-1 Spurs, Simon? It's fit? Uh, yes 3-1 Tottenham 3-1 I was going to say that I'll go We'll definitely concede I'll no, we, We'll concede that's I'll a, go I'll go 5-2 The Lily Whites There
3: we are And you know I do yeah. think I think it's the gone. fans Being there has favoured Some clubs more than others And I yeah. think yeah. actually It favours the bigger clubs Like Tottenham With our fans are notorious moaner Straight on the team's back yeah. Imagine them in that Everton game Yes Oh dear yeah. It was in the end of the world but
2: Danny know. Murphy was saying That Liverpool will struggle because they really played with the crowd. Excellent. Whereas some yeah. like Man City don't. They try and keep it tight and blah, blah. I think, it, and they say defenders can't get themselves up as much and attackers relax more because there's no one about shouting out if they miss.
1: Mm. This is the theory, Yeah. Yeah, it's very very weird, isn't it? Very very weird. Well, look, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Simon. Lovely to have you on the show finally. John, finally have uh, great to have you on the show as well. I'm so glad that that you um, this you know you'd had to travel down to London to do it, and now you can hopefully come on uh, again later on this evening. Dan, thank you so much. Dan, you got any more books coming out? Anything you'd like to plug to our listener? Um, No, working on it at the moment. Um, I'm trying to do more Zooms in
0: schools, you know. Oh, okay. I used to um, visit all, all, always in schools, but um, now trying to do it by Zoom. So if there are any schools that are keen for a sort of football inspired visit to encourage reading and writing that's my gig
1: okay get in contact with us we'll pass it on uh joe have you got any uh, any music anything coming up that we can I've got, uh, a gig. I've got a gig at ronnie scott's can you believe it oh tremendous november. when's that We
3: have been missing a gig in like this uh 21st of november
1: oh lovely well there we are everyone we'll all try and get down to that we have a spur yeah. show outing
3: yeah to come to be a, see. a few you, Tottenham boys there yeah there will. that'd
1: be nice simon you're filming at the moment aren't you
2: yeah, I'm filming a Christmas special, which I'm not allowed to talk about because the BBC want to announce it. Okay. They do this, they, they, they don't they? All
1: right. <laughs> so look out for that hush-hush <laughs> Christmas yeah. special. And hopefully Simon will be doing his notorious annual Christmas shows, uh, live shows yeah, as well. Uh, that Hopefully we'll be announcing that pretty soon. And uh, until next time, come on you Spurs.
2: Come on you Spurs. Go on Spurs. Come on
3: Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're gonna lose a number of people to the flu.
1: This is a Playback Media Production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social
2: Podcast Network.